Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. And we're going to spend the impact segment with a friend and a man who has a ministry that many of you are blessed to hear every weekday afternoon now at 1.30 here on KKLA. Pastor Alan Jackson is Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Tennessee. His new book is God Bless America Again. And as I made mention of, 1.30 afternoon now, Monday through Friday, we hear Pastor Alan. And I'm blessed to say he's on the hotline. Alan, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm well, Frank. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well as well. It's good to hear your voice in these times we live that are well, shall we say, challenging at the very least? I'd say at the very least. Um, obviously, I invited you on to to scream and shout and let everybody know you're on now, one thirty here on KKLA, and I, I love hearing you. Now we can hear you in the afternoon, so we'll talk a great deal about your radio ministry um, as we have time here. But I just want to ask you a very direct question, and we can also talk a little bit about your new book, God Bless America, again. The state of the country right now seems to be very tenuous at best, especially as it applies to the move of secularism, anti-God. You're a man that loves the Lord and preach it, his word, almost virtually better than anybody. When I When I hear your ministries, I'm like, People need to hear more of what Alan Jackson has to say about the Lord. But what about our country and the times we live? What can you share with us as we begin this interview? Well, I think you're accurate. It is a very tenuous time. You know, I think that the church, I think what happened with COVID has begun to awaken the church. And I don't think the outcome is clear yet, whether we will humble ourselves and repent so that God can restore us or if we'll have to walk through a season of judgment. And I pray that we'll continue to turn our hearts to him in new ways and give him first place in our lives, because I think without that, we've got a very difficult season ahead of us. How has the season of COVID, if you will, challenged you in your pastoral role and to preach the Word of God, or has it? Well, I think it's challenged almost everything about the way we were doing life. You know, a year ago, about right now, we were all pretty much on cruise control. The economy was booming, and we felt like we had an advocate in the White House for a Christian worldview, and and COVID interrupted all of that, and our churches were closed, and our schools were closed, and our businesses were closed, and it caught us off guard. And I think it entered a season where, for some of us, we began to realize that we had taken so much for granted. You know, the government is not our source of freedom and liberty. Mm-hmm. God is the one that brings justice to our lives. And I think we had turned our eyes off of that a little bit. And God, in his mercy, has given us an opportunity to refocus 
and I pray that we'll continue to humble ourselves and turn to him. Yeah, amen. Alan, as you talk about the government, in a sense, is not the source that we turn to for, I don't know, identity, purpose, help. That's a lot of what we're hearing now from the government. Hey, you need us versus the truth of the Bible, first and foremost, we need God. We need a relationship with him above all. He's the creator of the very universe that we live in. Absolutely he is. You know, I, I think Christians were guilty. I've been guilty. I think we've almost made an idol out of the government. We trusted them for our future and our financial future and our economic security and for our children. And the reality is God is the resource for all of those things. And if we have a government that's just, it's to the degree that it's a government that reflects a biblical worldview. Mm. And for that, the Christians have to wake up. We have to be salt and light. And I think that's a bit of a new role. We have been, we've spent the last several decades, I think, capitulating to our culture, trying to figure out how to get the culture to like us. And I think we've got an assignment to hold out the truth to the world we live in. Alan Jackson is my guest. Alan Jackson Ministries is his radio ministry every weekday at 1.30 here on KKLA. You, you've mentioned wake-up call. You've mentioned Second Chronicles 7.14, the, the realities of us getting on our knees and repenting. For those that hear that message and we may perceive it as, well, I'm struggling and, and I'm scared, and yet we know fear is not part of God's plan. No, it's not, but it's a frightening season. You know, when God commissioned Joshua, one of the most difficult, I think, job descriptions in the Bible was replacing Moses. And God said to him more than a half a dozen times, be strong and courageous. And then he reminded him two or three times not to be terrified or discouraged. And I think we face some things that are frightening. And if we forfeit our God perspective and our trust in him, we will be terrified. So it isn't that the circumstances we're walking through aren't frightening. We just have to recognize that our source of security and and the thing that anchors our future is stable in spite of all the instability around us. So if you're afraid, you're not weak or you haven't failed. Joshua was afraid or God wouldn't have told him not to be frightened. So I think if you're afraid, you just need to recognize the adversary and there's an opportunity to put our trust more fully in the Lord. You know, as you talk about pulling our, putting our trust more fully in the Lord, I'm reminded of your other book, Intentional Faith. When we think about faith, stereotypically, I know for me, a lot of the interactions I get from non-believers, they say, oh, you, you Christians, you just have this blind faith. You just believe in God, no tangible reason why, and yet I love the title of your book because I oftentimes say to them, oh, no, there's an intentionality there. There's a truth in God's Word if you investigate it. Talk about intentional faith and how we need to have intentional faith. Yeah, I love that. You know, putting our faith in God is not a blind leap of faith at all. If you look at our creation and you imagine that that happened by circumstance or just by statistical probability, you are taking a blind leap of faith. It's apparent that there's an intelligent design behind all of our lives and learning to understand the God who created heaven and earth and and created us is the challenge of our lives. That is the purpose of our ride through time. And so it's not blind faith at all. There's very much an intentionality to it. Who is God? How can we please him? How can we walk with him? To understand the designer's intent for our lives is the greatest opportunity that we have. So I would encourage anybody that's listening that thinks Christianity is a is a blind leap of faith. Right. 
to, to reimagine that just a little bit. God, you can know the creator. You can know your designer. You can find his purpose for your life, and that will bring a meaning to your days that will transcend anything under the sun that's available to you. Now, you use a word I was just thinking about. I was thinking about transformation, but you just talked about transcending. Alan, I have a friend who I've never met. He listens to the program. He's an atheist, but he listens, and he's listened to me for years, even when I was a New Age teacher. And I try to impart on him and tell him that when you really discover the, 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 the king, the, the lord of the universe, Jesus, and you have a relationship with him, your life will transcend, your life will transform. And yet the Bible says the cross is folly to non-believers. I mean, like we can share that gospel, but it's only God that can save. That's true. You know, but, but life is not fair, whether you're a Christ follower or not. And the injustices and the pain of life bring us to the end of our physical strength, to the limits of our intellect, to the, in, to the limits of our, the contacts we have and what we're capable of doing on our own. And when you come to the end of yourself, we have an opportunity like the prodigal did to say, I'm, I'm desperate for a resolution. And at that point of desperation, if we ask God for mercy— we discover the creator of heaven and earth, and we find a hope in that place. All of us come to that place. None of us find God from our own brilliance. We find God from a place of desperation. And so anybody that's desperate, you're not a failure as a person. It's not that you're weak or insignificant or intellectually you lack sophistication. The reality is it's the grace of God that brings you to that place where you cry out for help. Pastor Alan Jackson is my guest. Alan, when we talk about the church and living through COVID and lockdowns, if you will, and we heard the term, terminology, a kingdom assignment, I know you, you have written those very words. How can we better understand what our kingdom assignment is? And as you talked about salt and light, that God has a purpose for all of us as individuals, and yet it's not just sitting here praying and saying God's in control, his will be done, and I'm just going to kind of watch things as they unfold. That's such a good question, Frank. You know, one of the things that I've been awakened to this last year is our resp- responsibility in the church to talk about what's happening in our world. Oh, thank we you. We can't afford to huddle in our churches and do polite little Bible studies. We've got thank to talk you. about current events, what's happening in our world. Hmm. And I find, surprisingly, that's been offensive to a lot of people. Hmm. You know, when Moses walked into Pharaoh's palace and said, let my people go, he wasn't just having a Bible study. He was impacting the culture around him. When Jesus went into the synagogue in his hometown and said, today, Isaiah 61 is fulfilled in front of you, they got so angry at him, they tried to throw him off a cliff. And I believe the point of our biblical understanding is to engage our culture, not to do polite little Bible studies. So I think that one of the challenges we're being awakened to that we have stepped away from for far too long is how do, we, how do we speak the truth, God's truth, God's worldview into the world in which we live? Some will embrace it and some will not, and that's an uncomfortable place, but we're going to have to have the courage to walk forward with it. Alan, I've been blessed to have you on twice previously, and I'm thrilled to have you on again. And as I said, now we get to listen to you at 1.30 here on KKLA every weekday afternoon. I don't recall if I've asked you the question that I'm about to ask you, and if I did, I'd love to hear your answer. Um, 
and it has to do with spiritual warfare. Um, and the question would be, just rhetorically and also directly, does the church preach and teach enough about the realities of spiritual warfare? I think because we have, in America, we have been so blessed. We have such abundance and so many freedoms and health care, and our kids can go to school, that we haven't had to really trust the Lord for the day-to-day essentials of our lives. So my short answer is no. I don't think we've talked enough about spiritual things. We've treated them as almost an unnecessary encumbrance. But the reality is there's a battle that's raging in the heavens tonight that's more real than than any conflict we saw in anything that Hollywood can portray, or anything that takes place on a Star Trek episode. There is a battle raging, and we've been given an assignment in that, and we have an authority in Jesus' name. And we've got to do more than gather in our churches or gather wherever and sing our polite songs and endure our sermons. And I think that's one of the things we're waking up to in a new way. If we're going to stand on behalf of those children that are being aborted every day, yes. stand up for a, a biblical sense of marriage, and stand up for the nuclear family, there's a—it's it, not a political battle; it's a spiritual battle. And the church has really stepped away from that assignment. But I think we're beginning to to realize there's an opportunity for us. I'm excited about the future. Pastor Alan Jackson is my guest. As you say, you're excited about the future. You've always struck me in the three times we've talked as someone that not just as excited, but you, you, you know God's Word, and yet, as the Bible says, His Word never returns void. You know what we're saying is absolutely the truth, and what, an, what a blessing to share God's truth with anybody that will listen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're living in a season of unprecedented change. Yes. I mean, it, it's dizzying how fast things are changing, and to have the the foundation of a biblical worldview and knowing the Creator and and knowing what mercy feels like when you received it gives you hope in the midst of that change. God will He will walk through whatever is ahead of us. He will lead us through. I trust Him. You trust God, and there are thousands listening right now, and we say we trust God. And I'm not here to say that's not the truth. But, but here's the question of questions that's been on my mind. Is part of the realities of Scripture in Second Chronicles 7.14 that we trust God, we love God, we follow Jesus, and yet we have an ability through sin to really, I don't want to be too harsh here, deceive ourselves, lie to ourselves. We, we see... Leaders in the faith fall dramatically, and then and then we're we're shaken to the core, like I can't believe so and so and what happened, and yet that person didn't save people. Jesus saved people, and we got to get back to looking at who Jesus is. Absolutely, but I think there's a bigger issue there. I think there was some real despair and despondency in the body of Christ. Last year, you know, many of us know Second Chronicles 7, and we prayed our prayers, and we repented, and we expected God to deliver us. And I think some of that we thought was about a political outcome, and other things were about, you know, the epidemiology of COVID. And the, we, some of us didn't like the politics, and all of us don't like the epidemiology. 
but it isn't some quick little polite prayer of repentance. Repentance is something that has to be worked into us. Yes. Not a one-time prayer. It's a, it's a, you know, the Hebrew word for repentance means to change direction, literally. The Greek word for repentance means to change how you think. So repentance, biblically, is a change of the direction you're moving and how you're thinking. And I think we still see the body of Christ in that course correction. Mm. We're changing the direction we've been moving and changing how we're thinking, and we're not finished with that yet. God will deliver us, not through political parties or ideologies. His sovereign power will deliver us. But we've got to change the direction we've been moving. But I, again, I think I, I see the beginning of that, and I see evidence of that. I think it's hopeful, so I don't want people to be discouraged or despondent. God is faithful. He can deliver with a few or many. He can, however he chooses to deliver, he's well able. You can trust him. Alan Jackson is author of the two recent books, God Bless America Again and Intentional Faith. Part of the reason why we have Pastor Alan Jackson on the program is Alan Jackson Ministries every afternoon at 1.30 here on KKLA Now, and we're excited to have him all across the Salem Network of stations all throughout the country. I want to leave a couple of moments just for you to share, preach, teach, anything that's on your heart that you want to convey to all those that are listening right now. And Alan, I mean this. I've never met you. I hope one day I do meet you soon, but I really mean this. Thank you for being a leader. Thank you for being a man of God that really calls people to repentance and to the Bible. This is one of the areas as a a man who used to be a new age teacher, I look in the church and I, I look to leadership and part of me is like, where are the men that are willing to say, look, God is sovereign, get in his word and live for him with the courage that he gives us. And and I just get that from you every time I hear you and I talk to you. So please accept my thanks and anything you want to share in the few moments we have, the airwaves are yours. Well, thank you, Frank. It's always good to talk to you. I look forward to meeting you. That'll be a good day. We'll have a cup of coffee. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that this past year has brought to light is the influence that our local leaders have. I just had a, we just had an ice rink up at the church for a few weeks, and the man that helped us with it was from Southern California. And we talked a lot about life in Southern California and life in Nashville, and they're pretty different in these last few months. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you know, we, there may be political differences and ideological differences that have authority over us. But those of us that are Christ followers belong to a kingdom that transcends all of those things. And while we may have difficulties and limits, we can't lose sight of the one who is our redeemer, the one who brings freedom to us, the one we trust for good things in the lives of our children. Our hope is anchored in a person, and his name is Jesus. And that transcends governments and governors and edicts and orders and viruses And God will bring us through this season. If you're walking through a hard place, you simply begin to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you to bring me through. I trust you to deliver me. And I have confidence in the faithfulness of God. If he knows when a sparrow falls to the ground, he knows when one of his children is having a hard time. And if you will just quietly begin to cry out to God, I believe you'll see him intervene on your behalf. It's always good to be with you, Frank. We pray for those of you in L.A. Uh, We thank God we get to stand together in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. Yeah, please keep us Californians in your prayer. We need them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pray for Tennessee. We will do that as well. Alan, God bless you. Thank you for today. Thank you. Bye-bye. AlanJackson.com is a very resourceful website. 
Again, Alan Jackson is senior pastor of World Outreach Church in Tennessee. And every weekday, now at 1.30 here on KKLA, you will be blessed to hear Alan Jackson Ministries. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.